0: Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and I am here with Sarah. Hello. You know what my mom told me the other day? What'd she tell you? She was like, I love when you get sing-songy on the episodes. And she Ah. said, I love even more that Sarah does it sometimes too.
1: (laughs) Only for her. (laughs) Right. Totally. Now it's going
0: to be like an initiative to make sure we check that box for my mom. Right. Well, I am really looking forward to going through some of these questions today. And I'm also excited because we're giving away something we haven't given away before. In fact, I don't even think I've had you try this yet, but let me give you the backstory. So in either January or May, it must've been January of 2019, I went to my mastermind in California and they usually like give us a few little things like you walk into the room and you have your little table there and there's a little mug and a book and a notepad and then every once in a while they'll like give us some some products one one time it was the smart sweets is that what they're called have you ever tried those i don't think i have they're like swedish fish and gummy bears and stuff but like without all the chemicals and crap ooh i know but that's not i know i got people excited that's not what i'm giving away today <laughs> Maybe another time. Um, But we also got this um, Beekeeper's Naturals throat spray. And I didn't really think much about it until I got hoarse for the first time. And I, like, speak for a living. And not only did I use it then, but I've become a little bit more neurotic about, Staying really healthy because of, like, you know, being pregnant, becoming a mom, and all of that kind of stuff. So I tried it, I kept it, but I didn't try it until I started to get a little bit of a sore throat. And that probably happens to me every few months, usually when I've just been talking a lot. Like last night, I had a really long webinar and I started to get kind of hoarse afterwards. So I did three sprays of this Beekeeper's Naturals Throat Spray. And I felt better like within no joke, probably a minute. And now it's kind of like a a go-to thing for me, especially because I talk so much. But the thing that I liked about it enough to want to give it away here is that the spray is jam-packed with vitamins and minerals. And I'll be the first one to say I'm not always really militant about taking my multivitamin because there's just something, there's something less appealing about swallowing a a capsule, but like a super quick throat spray is just way easier to me. Like I keep it in the bathroom and right after I brush my teeth, I just do it and I feel really good about it. So all of that long story to say that that's what I thought we would uh, give away to today's winner, a, uh, bit of this, it's like a small travel size bottle of the Beekeeper's Natural Throat Spray. And it's non-GMO and it's organic, super clean ingredients. And I think it's just a a good thing to have in your medicine cabinet, totally all natural and just something that I've been turning to a lot. So
1: that's what we're going to give away. It's exciting and it's perfect. I know we're sort of out of cold and flu season, but Um, still probably nice to have in the cabinet, as you said. And okay, this is,
0: this is just like a side note rant. I don't know how you feel about this, but I am not a fan of hand sanitizers at all. I'm with you. Because they kill our microbiome, right? Mm -hmm. And I think they make us more susceptible to infection. Now there are, there are exceptions. If you are immunocompromised, if you're going through cancer treatment, like I get it, I understand. There is a time and a place, and they definitely have their fit in the market. But I, do you know these people that I know who have it like attached to their purse and use it ten times a day? Oh yeah, I, that blows my. Or it's in their hand soap. It's in their dish soap. It's everywhere as antibacterial. Mm-hmm. Well, will you just? Destroy your microbiome. So what where why did I go down that that rabbit hole? Because there are so many things that we can do that are natural and healthy and that don't disturb our microbiome, right? That do the same sort of thing in terms of boosting our immune system and keeping us healthy, but do so without destroying our microbiome. Yes. Yeah. So that's my little that's my little soapbox, but we will announce who the winner is of the Beekeepers Natural. I'll tell you too, they have these um these little honey sticks that I really have liked. Oh, I know what you did yesterday. You <laughs> tried the same thing that I tried yesterday, which oh. was energy plus hot.
1: Yes, you are right. Yes.
0: So what I did, so energy, you guys have heard us talk about that before. We won't go down that, but it's this, you know, little... Natural energy drink that we mix with water. Well, yesterday you and I both—I didn't see you try it, but but I got on it later after Chris told me about it. Um, I had mine hot, like with like you know a kettle hot water, add the energy, stir it in. I added one of the like honey sticks from Beekeeper's Natural. Ooh, yeah, it felt so
1: indulgent. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go into your cabinets, I yeah. guess.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But we're not doing the honey sticks today maybe some other time. I'm really really loving that and I'm not necessarily a honey person. I will have this throat spray in my car, in my purse, in my bathroom because it's just a really great way to keep your defenses up. Today's winner is getting it, guys. We give something away every single Saturday. So, all you have to do to win is leave a review of the podcast on Apple Podcast or Leave a review of Chasing Cupcakes on Amazon or post on Facebook or Instagram. Be sure to tag me, share an episode that you're listening to, an episode that you've loved, something you've learned, and you could win something. Every week, it's really easy. We'll get it in the mail to you. That's right. All right. We got questions. We're so grateful that you guys send your questions. You send such good questions.
1: Oh, I love the questions.
0: I really do too. And uh, we've got a wide variety of, of topics today. You want to dive into the first very, very big picture question?
1: Yeah. It says, how do I find the will to make changes in my life?
0: I could go in so many directions with this, but the first thing that's on my heart right now is that the desire to change is a gift and we have to treat it as such. There are people who don't want to get any better or don't think they can get any better. So for those of us who can sometimes feel kind of tormented by this desire to get better, be better, have more, be more, whatever it is, it's a gift that not everybody receives. And I always come back to that when I feel burdened by the desire to change or unsure of how to make it happen. I talk a lot about, we did an episode on this back in, I think, January on the gap, right? And essentially, the gap is the space between where you are now, your habits and your practices and your patterns now, and where you want to be or where you think you could be. And oftentimes what happens is that as people read books or they listen to podcasts or they go to trainings or they take courses, the what I think is possible and what I want to be doing and all my aspirations, that side of the equation moves. But the where I am, my habits, my behaviors, my practices doesn't move as much. And so we just widen the gap. And when you're sitting there recognizing that there is this space between where you are and where you want to be, I get the question, how do I find the will? Honestly, I don't think you need the will. I think you just need to make the decision see, here's the thing. Like sometimes will might be interchanged with like the drive, the desire, the motivation. Uh, It feels good. It's nice. It's wonderful, but you don't need it. It's kind of like, have you ever seen on social, like how to get a, a bathing suit body or a bikini body? And they say like, just put a bikini on your body and now you have a bikini body. Yes, I have. Yeah. (laughs) And, and the point of that, that I think really applies here is sure. Sure. You might mean I want to be spelt and lean and toned in my bikini, but the fact is you can put a bikini on your body right now, no matter the shape of your body. And the fact is you can create changes in your life, dragging your feet and not being motivated the whole flipping way. So when we sit there and we're like, I just don't have the drive, do it without the drive. I will tell you that earlier today, I did not want to get up and go in the house and make a shake, protein shake with my, my vitamins and all of that in there. I was out in my office. It was cold outside. I didn't have the will to do it. But I can still get up and get it done not being in the mood to do it and so can you and the reality is we do that stuff all the time like do you are you do you feel driven to empty your bathroom trash
1: <sighs> if you're asking me no
0: yeah i mean yeah <laughs> it's just one of those things that we just do it and we might do it bemoaning it we might do it feeling crappy about it but let's really work to change the perspective And instead of thinking I have to be driven or I have to be motivated or I have to psych myself up for it, let's just identify one simple thing that we can do. I've been talking a lot about um, in this new year, I've been talking a lot about questions I ask myself every day, and I've gotten really, really, really consistent with a series of questions. One of them is, What are my goals? The second question is, Which of these goals will I move forward today and how? I don't have to be driven to do it. I don't have to feel like doing it. And those feelings do not stop me from identifying one thing that I'm able and willing to do today. And the same thing is true for you. Just identify how you can move it a little bit forward today. Oftentimes, the enthusiasm about it is going to come downstream it's going to be a result of consistency or a result of momentum that is created through action so i would change this question i think you're you know better questions get us better results no matter what you can change the trajectory of your life by asking better questions so instead of how do i find the will to make changes in my life what small move can i make today that will take me towards my goals? What am I able and willing to do today that moves me in that direction? And then do that thing as small as it is. I don't care if it is the teensiest, tinesiest little step, that is enough. But I think a better question here will get you a better
1: result. I know we talk about all this stuff often, but I really love this topic and and the topic of motivation. And it's something that... um, I didn't really give much thought to prior to coming on board here and in regards to like motivation and doing it anyway. It just, the thought didn't even occur to me yeah. to just do it.
0: Yeah. So, And, the, and the, what's funny about that, Sarah, is that even though the thought never occurred to you, you were doing it in many areas of your life because how many days did you wake up wanting to go to your previous job?
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. Not many. I mean,
0: right, exactly. <laughs> but, but you did it anyway. You had that practice. What right. you didn't have was the awareness Yes, and, the, and then the ability to apply it to other things, which is really kind of the foundation of what we do with our clients in the 12 Weeks to Transformation. We, oh, yeah. we take something that they probably already know in another area of their life, we help them build awareness, and then we help them turn that awareness into action.
1: Yeah. I've definitely seen some clients respond in that way, which is, yeah. it's so cool to see.
0: Yeah. Like I, I've been doing that with my work or with my relationship, but holy crap, I didn't realize that I just wasn't even applying that, that obvious logic to myself.
1: Right. Well, it's kind of like you and your story in terms of like weight loss and you were able to apply that to finances and debt, Yep. but you weren't necessarily doing it for- weight loss. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. And when we have the awareness and then we know how to apply it, everything changes. So
1: cool. Okay. Next question. How do I maintain positivity about weight loss when I have over a hundred pounds to lose?
0: Well, I want to go in a bunch of different directions with this one, but I want to stay on the same theme. Stop caring if you're positive about it or not. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, yes, it feels better to be positive, just like it might feel better to put on that bikini when you have the lean, svelte, tone figure that you want. But you can put on a bikini and walk on a beach at any weight, at any shape, at any size. You can lose two pounds, 20 pounds, 300 pounds being really positive about the process or being an ogre about the process. And the reason I say that is not because I want you to be negative or not because I want you to be neutral. What I want you to step into is the awareness that how you feel about it doesn't matter because that's going to change. I don't, you know, I sometimes wonder because I have had so many weight struggles throughout my whole life. I sometimes wonder if people who haven't had weight struggles have ever felt this, but so I'm going to ask you. Sarah, I have had days where I wake up and I'm like, dude, I look good. Like my waist looks small and my arms look toned and like everything feels good. And 30 minutes later I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is out of control. Like I'm, I'm huge. Am I putting on weight? Like what the heck? And, and it's like literally within a 30 minute or an hour
1: increment. Has that ever happened to you? Many, 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 many times. Isn't that crazy though?
0: Because (laughs) nothing changed in your body in 30 minutes. Right. Yeah. Well, so while I don't want anybody to be negative about anything, really, when we can be positive, the fact is how you feel about the process is absolutely going to vary. In my renovation, There were moments where I was like, we're making good progress. Like everything's going great. And 30 minutes later, I could feel like the sky is falling, nothing's happening, and it's never gonna be done. So even though you will have periods of feeling positive about it, expect that you're gonna have periods of feeling negative about it and dissociate your actions and your habits and your patterns from how you feel about it. So that's number one. I'm taking care of myself because I want these things or I want to be this kind of person and it has nothing to do with my mood. And something that I'm really working on and and I have miles to go before I'm where I want to be with this, I treat my partner with love and respect, and I communicate him with more kindness than anybody else in my life, regardless of my mood, instead of the way I've gone through most of my life, which is if I'm aggravated, you're going to know about it. If I'm uh, sad, you're going to know about it. And I'm not saying I want to hide my emotions, but I want to be consistent in the love that I show through my communication to my partner independent of my mood. He can know that I'm sad, but I don't have to let that influence the way I communicate with him, right? And I think that this this same strategy applies to the way we take care of our bodies or our consistency with our work or how we treat our friends. Know that you will sometimes feel positive and charged up. And then the same day or different days you might feel really defeated and frustrated. And you can still pursue your goals. That is the biggest piece of this. But the other direction that I wanted to go with this is perspective, right? We can convince ourselves of anything. We can, in this example of having over 100 pounds to lose, we can totally convince ourselves that this is going to be slow, and it's going to suck, and it's going to be hard, and nothing's really happening, and I don't want to do it, and it would be so much easier if I just didn't have this problem, and I could eat whatever I wanted, and we're going to feel really crappy about it. That perspective is very real, and it is available to you, but there are infinite other perspectives, including... I'm super excited about where I'm going and I'm super excited to be the kind of person who takes great care of myself and I'm really really grateful to have the desire to get healthier because there are a lot of people who have a hundred pounds to lose and don't want to lose it don't care to lose it and I feel like it's a gift to want to improve my life and to want to improve my health you will convince yourself either way you are the storyteller and I talked about this um Very recently on an episode, I was sharing a story about Chris Harder, and we're going to do an entire episode devoted to this soon, where he was spending the day with a bunch of his friends on like a rooftop pool, and it was just a guy's day, and he had a 30-minute phone call that he was going to have to step out and take for work. And he kept saying to his wife that morning, like, I can't even believe that I can't have one day where I don't have any work obligations. I can't even enjoy a day without having to step away and do work. And she said, you realize that you are complaining and you're spending 95% of your day with your friends on a rooftop pool. Like, come on, you know, get, get a grip. And he said, I was choosing the stressful perspective. And in any situation, we can choose the stressful perspective, but we also don't have to choose that perspective. There are many others available to us. So when you notice, and this goes back to the awareness piece that we work diligently on, we spend weeks on this in the 12 Weeks to Transformation. When you have the awareness that you are choosing the, the stressful perspective, you can say to yourself, what other perspectives are there? How can I see this differently? I think about, and this just came into my head like it, like it happened yesterday, but I think about my, my dad who died in a car accident. And prior to his death, he he had weight struggles throughout his life. And um, before before he died, he had been really, really consistent with sort of lower carb, keto, that sort of style. And he was doing really, really well. But he would sometimes like kind of bitch about it, you know? And I think that if he had another shot at life, that would just be such a blessing such a rich reward to live life and be able to work on his health. Not everybody has that opportunity whether because of health challenges or because they don't have the desire or because they're no longer with us. And, and I know that can sound super dramatic and like cue Sarah McLaughlin and like, you know, animals dying all over the world, but it's a very, very real perspective that shifts things for me. And I, I, Think about him often because, of course, I miss him deeply, but it also helps ground me when I get frustrated with my sister or when, you know, a project costs more than I think it will. I'm just damn lucky to be alive. And that perspective is really grounding when you practice it. So even with that, we're still going to be in a funk sometimes. That's cool. You don't have to be in a good mood to pursue your goals. You don't have to be relaxed and calm and grateful to take care of your body. You can do it angry. You can do it stressed. You can do it overwhelmed. And and I just think the world needs more of that message. And I love that so many people talk about motivation, but I want to be a stronger voice for that's awesome. It's going to come and go. And when you're not
1: motivated, do that anyway. I feel like this is going to be one of those episodes that I listen to repeatedly. I probably will too because I need that because I know. honestly I
0: and 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 feel free Sarah like in the office with me when I'm like freaking out about something to to remind me of these perspectives because it can be tough but it's also a practice.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right, this um this next listener really wrote in a story versus a question um but it's a great topic and they said I really want to stop emotional eating. I work from home and I find my job unusually stressful, which means I work long hours and I spend a great deal of it in in panic mode. There are times when the panic feels so overwhelming that it seems as if I have no choice but to start compulsively eating while I work. And I find that I've finished off half of a family-sized bag of tortilla chips or 20 Hershey Kisses without even thinking about it. I realize one solution would be to do something else for a while, like take a walk. But when I'm in panic mode, the idea of taking time away from work to do something else feels impossible. I also get really sleepy late afternoon and at night and use food to keep myself going.
0: You know what's funny about this? Is that you? <laughs> I have a half a bag of tortilla chips in front of me right now. <laughs> but, but I haven't eaten it. I just
1: What about the Hershey Kisses? No, no Hershey Kisses. Okay.
0: You know, I, here's, here's one of the things that's been a really good tool for me is I, I love food and I want to enjoy it. And I have found that if I'm pounding chocolate while I work, I'm missing out on it. I'm not enjoying it. You know, have you ever have you ever done that? I know for you, oftentimes you're like working late at night. You're not gonna enjoy that bowl of ice cream if you're like pounding through work while you shovel it in your mouth half consciously.
1: Oh yeah. Like, you look down at the bowl or something, and you're like, wait a minute, I didn't even taste it.
0: Exactly. Which is the worst feeling when it was something you would have otherwise enjoyed, but because you were on the phone or doing something else, you feel like I missed it. Totally. Yeah. So that's one piece of this. And I think that strategy is most effective for people who really love food. And, you know, whoever out there doesn't really love food come hang with me. I'll teach you to love some food (laughs) because food is a great pleasure in life. Um, Okay. I can relate to this because emotional eating was something that really jacked me up for a long time. And to this day, I will have thoughts of food, like what would make this better? I said this to you, what, not two days ago. I don't know what was happening, but For whatever reason, oh, I know what it is. I think it was the day that like I couldn't sleep and I went out and started work at like 1 a.m. And then by like 11 a.m. I was just over it. I remember. And I said, (laughs) you know, Sarah, I just asked myself, what would make this fun? And my first thought was cupcakes. (laughs) True story. (laughs) But here's the deal. I don't want to eat a cupcake while I'm working because I want to enjoy the damn cupcake and I'm going to miss out on it if I'm all in a tizzy about work. So that's part of it. But the bigger part of it is when you say I spend a great deal of my work time in panic mode, that's where we got to do the work. That's where we got to do the work because I hear you. My job, can be stressful. Not because, you know, I'm not a surgeon saving lives and there's open bodies on the table in front of me, but there's always, and and maybe it's not so much just the job, life is going a million miles an hour and there's 25 things simultaneously that I want to be doing. It can be very stressful. We all experience that. But if your response is panic, you're making it worse. You freaking out about whatever is going on only makes that situation worse. And the the person said in in the email that they sent in, they said, the panic is caused entirely by my thoughts about the job. This is not a Hershey kiss and tortilla chip issue. This is a mindset issue. And this is the essence of exactly why the 12 Weeks to Transformation Is about elevating your thoughts and becoming a better thinker. Because for as long as you believe that panic is an appropriate response to stress and that food is an appropriate response to panic, then you're gonna talk yourself into those choices again and again and again and again. Oh my gosh, this is so stressful. I'm freaking out. I'm panicked. I can't get up and go for a walk. I'm just gonna put food in my face. For as long as you think that way, you will act that way. So we need to upgrade your thinking. And the, the, the work stress or the life stress or the money stress is all mindset. It's all mindset. You can work yourself into a tizzy. But you also don't have to work yourself into a tizzy. I say to myself, and Sarah hears me say this out loud, there's enough time enough time. And when, when do I say that, Sarah? Like, how am I feeling when I say that? Stressed. Yeah. Like when I feel like there's not enough time, I check myself. Like we all have the same amount of hours and I'm pretty sure that Jennifer Lopez is like working 20 hours and has 14 careers and children and, you know, looks amazing and all of these things. And somebody might say, oh, she has help. But like we all do, right? We, we all have a lot going on and we all have the same number of hours in the day. This individual needs to realize this is not a Hershey kiss or a tortilla chip issue. This is a mindset issue. Number one, start meditating. You think you don't have time? You need to double the time. That is, is super super grounding, and I've done episodes on that. Number two, start reading some books about growth mindset, because you don't need to panic over everything. I uh, I can say this because most of my family doesn't listen to my podcast, and the people that do would would agree with this. Um, there are some people in my family who will react with insanely high drama to everything that happens. And we're all experiencing the same thing. We've all been given the same information. And there are a few people that take it to like emergency critical hyper mode. Everything is, you know, the sky is falling, chicken little, we're all gonna die. They go there every time. Doesn't have a damn thing to do with the situation. Just like this doesn't have a damn thing to do with your job and it doesn't have a damn thing to do with food. This has a damn thing to do with the way you see the world and the way you respond to it. So your number one priority is to become a better thinker. Books like um, Mindset by Carol Dweck. Um, Books like... oh. Chasing Cupcakes, quite frankly, that is a book about transforming the way you think. Um, there's so many that can help you upgrade your mindset. The 12 Weeks to Transformation is a, is a process and a group and a, an immersion program for that. Uh, the Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle is another great one. But honestly, this isn't about your job and this isn't about food. You need to start changing the way you think because if you respond with panic, you've got work to do.
1: This next question says, how do I let go of past failure to embrace the possibility of new?
0: So it's funny how this happens, but I just mentioned the book, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Read that. Because so much of why people get hung up on the past is because they don't have a practice of being in the moment. You know, I could go back to All the weight I've gained and lost, and all the things I've quit, and all the goals that I haven't hit. But every second that I spend in those things is a second that I'm not spending right here, right now. Be where your feet are. The beautiful thing about 2020 and just this kind of day and age is that there are countless tools, many of them free to help us learn how to be more present in the moment. And that is kind of the, the path to getting out of the past. Like, well, if you're not hanging out in the past, where are you? If you're in the present, you're not in the past. And so that is really the thing. But what it hinges on is awareness. Because if you don't even recognize that you keep going back to the past, if you don't even realize the thing is in your way is the fact that you stay in the past, then you're not going to get any better. So journaling is a huge part of building that awareness. You have to be able to recognize when you were in the past and then it's just a practice of coming back to the moment. What do you think about this, Sarah? Because I know for for all of us, but I think especially for people who like run their own businesses, it's easy to go to the past like, oh, I said I was going to do this or this didn't turn out the way that I thought that it would or the last time I tried that it didn't work. How do you let go of those past things?
1: Um, well, things happened recently,, or where I, where I had to sort of endure this, and I think for me is just acknowledging the fact that um, it was a lesson. Take like the nuggets from that and and just carry that on to something else. I mean, this is consistently going to be um, practice. Like every day is practice, and you just have to keep learning from it. yeah. And get and excited honestly, about
0: that too. Yeah, because it's, it's true. You can get a little bit better every day. And over the course of a month, that can be a really significant change. Knowing when you're there, I, oh my goodness, if I could, and maybe I, maybe I will do more of this. If I could record the conversations with my clients, you would hear me say a lot, you just left our solution conversation. You just went to the past. Mm you just left our solution conversation and, and you just went to the problem. Oh, crap. I was really hoping you'd stay here with me in the what we can do today, but you just left to tell me about yesterday. Let me know when you're ready to come back to this day that we're in right now where you have the opportunity to create change. And it sounds kind of like flippant, but I do it that way to keep it kind of light, you know? Like, Um, you're not here. It reminds me of this scene. One of my favorite movies is The Sound of Music. And there's a part in The Sound of Music when Maria has left the family to go back to the abbey and Captain Von Trapp is like all sad that she's gone and he's standing out with his girlfriend or his fiance and she goes, where are you? Cause he's like (laughs) looking out at the water and he's totally distant. She had been talking and he's, he's, you know, kind of like, drifting off and and looking out into the distance. And she's like, you're not here where are you and i and i want to do that to people all the time like right now we have an opportunity i don't care how long you haven't taken great care of yourself or how long you've avoided your finances today you can be somebody who takes great care of yourself you can be somebody today who eats really healthy you can be somebody today who does the things they said they were going to do you can be somebody today who crafts a plan for your finances But you won't if you aren't here right now, if you're spending all your time in yesterday. So check yourself and check other people. Like, where are you? You know, where are you? Are you here working on the, the solution and in the present? Or are you yesterday thinking about everything that's happened before? Join us in this moment, which is the only moment where you can affect change.
1: I wanted to share a little secret with you. Tell me. I've never seen The Sound of Music. What? I know. I'm going to add
0: two hours to your work week, <laughs> and we are going to watch that movie because it is amazing.
1: Okay. Let's do it. It
0: is so, so, so good.
1: I don't know how I've made it so many years on this planet and never saw it.
0: Uh, we need to change that like fast because it is so good it is like classic I can't wait to to have my daughter watch that movie for the first time that's going to be fun
1: the three of us can watch it together well we're doing it before then
0: like yeah for sure. sure
1: I think that was was that the last question that was the last question yeah
0: Well, well, we get to announce our winner. And I just want to remind you guys, every single Saturday, we give something away. And these aren't like small little things that we get for free. These are like things that we buy for ourselves, like actually spend our money on and buy extra of because we like it so much that we want to share it with you. So you can win if you just Leave a review of this podcast on Apple Podcast or a review of Chasing Cupcakes on Amazon or post on social media, Facebook or Instagram. Make sure to tag me, something you loved about the show. And every single week. We give something away, and this week it is the throat spray from Beekeepers Naturals. If any of you are like, I haven't seen that, I haven't tried that, go to beekeepers.com. I'm sorry, beekeepersnaturals.com, naturals, plural with an S, beekeepersnaturals.com. I like them and they like me, so they gave me a coupon code for you. If you try anything, use the coupon code PRIMALPOTENTIAL at checkout, and you'll get 15% off. Okay. So we're going to give away a free bottle of the throat spray. Sarah's going to tell you who that is in just one second. But if you want to check that out or the honey sticks that I mentioned or any of their other, they've got a lot of cool stuff over there. Beekeepersnaturals.com. Plural is naturals and plural is keepers. Just use the coupon code primalpotential, all one word to save 15%. All right. Who is our winner
1: today? It is four inches fam. And that is the number four inches fam from Apple Podcast. All you got to do,
0: four inches fam, is email sarah at primalpotential.com, S A R A H at primalpotential.com within the next 60 days. But here's what you have to include with your email. Obviously, say you were a winner for this episode, but what does four inches fam refer to? I want to know. You got to send that in your email because I'm curious. I'm always curious with that kind of stuff. What is your screen name or whatever?
1: It's so interesting though. We've gotten some very, um, uh, unique.
0: Yes. (laughs) Well, and the funny thing is like, I'm so boring. Mine's either Elizabeth Benjamin or primal potential.
1: Yeah. Mine's usually like my first initial last name. Okay. Let me ask you this. Do you have
0: any screen names that you remember from like way back in the past that, that, Because it used to not be your name, like people used to just try to come up with something really clever. Anything that's like family friendly to share.
1: No, I don't know that I did anything other than something related to like my first or last name. The only thing I think might have been different, and I can't remember what it was, was um, remember like AOL Instant Messenger. Yeah, yeah, I think that was different, but I have no idea what it was. What about you? I,
0: I'm. You know what's funny? There's a nickname that I had that was a screen name for me, but I cannot, for the love of me, remember what the nickname was. Isn't that crazy? Yes. I remember my volleyball number was 33 and it was that associated with the nickname, but I honestly have no idea what the nickname was. Hmm. But otherwise it was just dumb stuff like ready to grad. And then like the year I was supposed to graduate high school.
1: Oh, that's cute.
0: Yeah, but then I kept it, like, through college and after college.
1: <laughs> i still, still hoping to graduate. Not as cute. <laughs> not as
0: cute then. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening, and remember to leave a review of either the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Chasing Cupcakes on Amazon, share this on social media, tag me, and you might win something cool next Saturday. All right, Sarah, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me.